Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tom Barber, and I'm an extension weed scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today for this episode of the podcast, we are very fortunate to have Dr. Bill Robertson, our cotton specialist with the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture, as our guest. This was a last minute decision on my part. So Bill, I really appreciate you joining me today and and thanks for picking up the phone at about 7.30 this morning. Uh, You're mighty welcome, Tom. It's always good to visit with you and and, and help out on things. I, 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 I can I can talk about cotton anytime, man. <laughs> well, I'll just start by saying it's been an interesting cotton year to say the least, and I'll just kind of turn it over to you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just been crazy. You know, you know, if we look at the two previous seasons, you know, I thought, well, we just can't get any later than that because you know our optimum window for planting is, you know, we always think about the first ten days in May. And in the two years previous to this, we were we were only half planted when we got to the middle of May, and uh, and we so we planted half of our crop in the last half of May, and you know it really looks like our weather patterns are shifting. You know, there's things that are going on. You know, uh, year before last we had uh, more heat units in September than we did August, but the last two crops we've had have been number one and number two in our books, and they've been the latest we planted. Well. Look at here, Tom. We got a crop that's even later than last year, not by much, but still later than, uh, you know, in Arkansas, I think we're blessed to have a lot of different options and, and $14 beans makes a good option. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot of people that are locked in and, and don't have a lot of options other than cotton. But I think we're really fortunate the uh, weekends before we are right now. We had, we had two really good weekends in May. We got a lot of farming done. And so I was very surprised we got, I think we got about all the cotton acres planted that we wanted, especially on the Eastern side over in Southwest Arkansas. It seemed like every time you turn around, those guys are getting a rain and some of them have had just a very less than a handful of days where they could be in the field plant cotton. And so there's not near, not, not as much cotton planted down there as what people wanted, but, but we got most of it in, but it's really late. Now then here comes the kicker. You know, look at our temperatures this last few weekends. We've been some places, you know, the is forecasted to be in the, the upper 40s in northeast Arkansas. And I'm in Poinsett County right now, Tom, uh, looking at some cotton that, that uh, I looked at late Friday. And, you know, it turned off cold this weekend and all that and looked at it today. And I don't think it's moved any whatsoever. So in the last three or four days, it's cotton in growing. So I think that's really making a late crop even later it's it's really yeah. uh, it's 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 compounded we got a lot of things that are compounding problems right now you know with, oh, I, with I, I, yeah but i was just gonna say absolutely i agree you know you looking i've been looking at our plots and we planted about that second second week of may uh got a lot of ours in and and that cotton did come up within seven days but it has just sat there because the the cloudy weather, the heat units. Uh, at one location, we even rolled out polypipe, thinking that it was going to dry out so quick. You know, before we could get a good root system. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's been a crazy year to to grow cotton off. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, the, the last few years, it's, you know, we get 
uh, a one to two day window during a calendar week to plant cotton. And we got all hands on deck planting. And then, uh, you know, we can, we can cover a lot of ground with our sprayers behind that. But when we're so focused on, on planting, uh, we've got some tools that we think we have. And then all of a sudden we don't have. And so, you know, our weed control a lot of times suffers because it's just so hard to even get the seed in the ground. Now that's that's kind of what I'm seeing. Is that what you're seeing, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get the this year. It's been hard to get the seed in the ground, and then it's even harder to follow that with a sprayer because the wind has been so crazy. Uh, yeah. There were several days where the winds, you know, were sustained above 20 miles an hour. Sunny days uh, that were, you know, we would love to have for spray days, but uh actually some people did spray those and now i'm going around looking at, at damaged crops because they sprayed during that time oh. but but uh we've had you know very few days to plant and i'll go back and say we may have had even fewer days to spray and uh i've talked to a lot of guys this week or last week that uh you know they they got the crop planted but they just didn't get that residual out there and uh, they weren't really worried about it at the time because they thought they had the the june 30 cutoff date well now you know oh, exactly. that's up into question you know where whether or not we can we can use dicamba now uh fortunately we can still use glufosinate on those acres uh which you know in most cases uh, we can get everything under control but but it, it has just been uh a roller coaster ride of uh issues trying to get in the field this year yeah. And then and then again, like I said, Mother Nature's compounding the issues with 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 the temperatures are seen right now. We're barely barely getting into the 60s today. Uh, cotton's not growing. You know, I think, uh, you know, our cardinal low temperature, the temperature that, you know, which, you know, you get below cotton doesn't grow and at 60 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> what what is what do you think the cardinal low temperature for a pig week would be? <laughs> anything anything uh, uh, below you know as long as it's above freezing it's going to grow that's how it seems like. uh, yeah i mean i think this time of year as long as it's uh if it's a if it doesn't get a frost on it it's probably growing a little bit now you yeah. know when we get cool you know like this weekend we had lows down into the 40s which is crazy uh memorial day weekend no it's probably not a whole lot of stuff's going to be growing during that time uh but pigweed definitely is a lot more hardy yeah. than cotton as far as, as the range of temperature uh, it can grow. And so the questions I'm getting now, uh, you know, we may or may not have a pre either way. But now, you know, a lot of people are wanting to go over the top of this cotton with a lot of different herbicides in the mix. And so I always get questions on oh. how much burn am I, am I going to get? How much can I expect? Uh, you know, and, and generally I don't like mixing uh, a glufosinate or a liberty with a roundup if i can help it just because of all the the solvents that are in that system and all the burn we can expect and then if you throw a, a group 15 in there like a uh, metolachlor dual magnum uh outlook i mean that that can just increase that burn even more uh and then you know bill a lot of times we're throwing an insecticide in there too so now i got three oh. you know potentially three herbicides with an insecticide going out over top of all this sickly cotton. I mean, what do you think the result of that's going to be? Um, it's not going to be pretty. 
uh, you know, like uh, right. Darryl Rowell going... used to say about the, the University of Texas football team, because, you know, they, they never pass. He said there's, what, three things that can happen when you pass and two of them are bad. <laughs> well, it, you know, we're, right. a lot of those are going to be bad on this because the cotton's not growing. We got our right. weeds that are growing. Our thrips are growing. You know, the, the, the time clock on our, on our thrips protection, it's on a seed, on seed treatment. That clock starts ticking when we put it in the ground. And, and we, you know, hope that the plant can get enough size to it that it can out, start outgrowing the thrips when the chemistry runs out. Well, it's been sitting still. And so our clock's ticking. So we're going to run out of chemistry before the clock gets some size on it. And so, you know, you talk to Gus, the thrips are there. They're out there at Thrive On Technologies working. They're, they really love that technology. And, and I'm excited for us to get it, but we don't have it yet. But we got thrips coming. We got pigweed coming and cotton's just sitting there. And, and it's not, I don't think it's going to take a, take a lot of uh, extra pressure before it uh, uh, starts letting us know pretty bad or pretty quick that it's hurting. Because uh, right. it's just not growing. So I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, we're going to have a lot of things that are needing to go out. And I don't know how long we wait. Because, you know, I talked about a while ago, you know, our minimum temperature being 60. Well, it's not like flipping the light switch to turn growth back on as soon as it gets above 60. It's going to take a few days. And so I really feel like, you know, normally when we plant cotton uh, the last half of May, Tom, you know, you know, on our target development yeah. curve, we, we figure about 35 days from planting to squaring. Well, usually when we plant in the last half of May, we're getting a ton of heat units. That cotton is growing and not looking back. And so a lot of times we get to squaring in, in uh, 30 days. Well, I think we're probably back to 35 days and it may take 40 days. And so if mm. we do that, you know, if we, if it takes us 35 days to get squaring on a, on a May 17th, I did, I, I jotted down some days on the calendar a while ago that puts us 35 days to squaring. It's going to be the 21st of June. And then it pretty, pretty consistent, you know, we get from squaring to flowering in 25 days. So, you know, if we were having normal heat units, then we could still have flowers a few days after July the 4th. If we were getting the, heat, the good heat units, but we're not getting good heat units. So we may be looking at the middle of July before we start having flowers. And so we got way, you know, way more time for the, for the, the pigweeds to, you know, the cotton's not up over the pigweed. It doesn't grow fast when it, it's early. So, so this, this has the looks to be a, a pretty tough season right now. Oh, I, I agree. And I, and I think it's going to take, you know, I, I just wouldn't recommend uh, spraying a large amount of herbicide and pesticide combination over this cotton all at once. Anyway, I think, uh, you know, we've done some work with Roundup Liberty and Dual uh, over the years uh, with all these different cotton varieties. And, and to me, you know, separating those applications out is, is really a better way to go than mixing them all together. And if we could, if we, if we've got bad thrips and bad pigweeds and we need to do Liberty plus an insecticide, I, I think we probably ought to leave the dual out over some of this seed cotton and then maybe come back in, uh, in two or three days with that, with the dual or other group 15, you know, whether we're using dual outlook or, or warrant, uh, just to, you know, get some of that solvent out of the system. Uh, to help, you know, alleviate some of the burn. Uh, and then if we need Roundup with that second application, we can put Roundup uh, in with it then as well. Uh, if we don't have the thrips, then, you know, maybe do just a Liberty Dual. But, 
or a Liberty Outlook or a Liberty Warrant, but if I just wouldn't recommend a three-way herbicide combination right now with or without insecticide, I don't think. Yeah, and that's just a good point. And, you know, you're thinking further down the road than I was because I, I wasn't thinking about this, but, you know, we've given up some days on the cotton by planting late. And now then we're giving up some days on cotton because we're not getting any heat units. We can't afford to give up any more days. So it may take us longer to get it sprayed, but we have the luxury of giving up time more so than I think the cotton plant does is we can't do anything to, to slow the cotton plant down. But, but those are some really good points I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I think uh, hopefully we'll get some of these clouds out and get, get the cotton, uh, cotton off and growing and, and maybe we can get some of these weeds under control. One thing about uh, if we're not using uh, dicamba due to this uh, oh, uh, injunction or whatever it is from the court, you know, uh, Liberty is going to be an option in most of our acres. Uh, I think you and I have talked before, you know, I think you said we're 90, what, 90 plus percent planted in, uh, in uh, extend flex variety. Is that still hold true? Yeah, we're, we're going to be about 90 percent extend flex. But but, you know, there's there's a few people that are growing some uh, non transgenic cotton. But other than that, you know, we, can, we can spray glufosinate over everything. I, Tom, it would be. It'd be hard to imagine having to grow cotton without using glufosinate over the top. It's, it's gonna, that's a pretty tough challenge, I think. Well, it is. And, you know, we found a couple of populations that, that uh, where we found some resistance. I don't think those are widespread. Obviously, in those fields or that general area, uh, we have a lot of concern. Uh, but we're fortunate to have that as an option. Now, it doesn't work as good under, under cloudy conditions generally. You know, we need to spray that herbicide during banking hours. Uh, we don't need to spray it after dark or, or real early in the morning. It just doesn't work as well. And I think that's going to be a key since we've we've missed some of these applications. In some instances, we don't have residuals down. Uh, Liberty application is going to be key. And, and timeliness of that and, and not just the first application, but coming back. Uh, on some of these acres that have a lot of weeds coming back within 10 days uh, and hitting it with the second application. But again, we have to watch the growth and development and make sure we're not, like you say, losing more days because I don't want to set the cotton back any more uh, than it already is right now. Yeah, and, and Tom, I don't know what you're seeing, but a lot of people I work with and, and visit with have put break in, in their mix. And I think that's, that's going to be something that is going to save a lot of people. Because I figure, you know, if we didn't have that in there, we'd see a bunch of really grown-up fields right now. But, but I know a lot of people are are, are using using that product. No, I agree. I think the the pint of break plus a pint and a half of cotteran uh, this year has been really good because in most instances we've got good rainfall to activate it. Uh, I also think that the pint of caparol pint of cotteran uh, that's been going around uh, on our sandier soils has worked real well for us this year. Uh, so, you know, for the ones that did it, you know, I think they, you know, that was the, obviously the right decision. That's what we recommend uh, for those that weren't able to get the residual out. Uh, you know, we're, we're in a little bit of a hornet's nest in some of these fields. So, so what else, any other uh, hot topics going on right now in the, in the world of cotton, Bill? I know uh, we try to keep these fairly short, but do you have any other pointers? Um, yeah. Before we wrap this up, yeah, you know we're 
we're seeing a little more cover crops here and there. And I've, I've run into uh, some situations, you know, some growers seem to have snails more so, and it, it's not widespread, but, you know, obviously with one grower, it says, you know, he's got uh, a, a one spot in a field. He has snails every year. And uh, I got a uh, grower sent me a video and I put it on social media, just, you know, like 25, 30 snails. You know, when you first look at it, it looks pretty thrippy. Uh, you, you turn that plant over and you look and those snails are everywhere. You know, a slug, when slugs go through, when they eat, it looks like we 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 shot it with a shotgun because there's shotgun holes all in the leaves and they just keep eating on it till there's not any leaves left. But the slugs, you know, a lot of times they get up under the leaves. They kind of make it drippy looking. Uh, in the past, last year, we counted uh, in a field where the farmer had done a little bit of tillage on one side of the field, no slugs. Where he had the residue in the in the field, he still had the slugs. A good number of slugs, just like what I showed on the video here over the over the weekend. Uh, we counted nodes, no difference in nodes, but there was a height difference early. But you know, by the time we got to end the end of bloom and all that, you couldn't see a difference. And and one farmer I visited with over in the central part of the state said, you know, he has those slugs every year, but it always makes good cotton. So it makes it look bad. Uh, but but I'm not sure that we're having any impact on yield. So those are some of the things that we're seeing in some of the cover crops that are they're emerging right now. And uh, hopefully those slugs won't be an issue. Uh, but we just we just need to get some some warmer weather that's going to take care of a lot of things and and get this cotton to grow so it can so it can kind of stay ahead of, of everything that's trying to pull it down. Right. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, sunshine and heat units will solve a lot of our problems in every crop, yeah. really. Yeah, if we had a jug of liquid sunshine, boy, we'd be millionaires, wouldn't we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Bill, I really appreciate you joining us today uh, for this episode. Uh, thank you, you know, for taking time out of your day. I know I'm at Tiller. Uh, you said you were driving some Poinsett County, I think, is where you said you were. Uh, so I, I yeah. appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day today and and uh, being our guest on on our podcast series. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening today, and again, special thanks to our guest, Dr. Bill Robertson, our extension cotton specialist, for visiting with us. Uh, join us next week as Dr. Jason Norsworthy will be discussing some current weed control issues, just things that have popped up uh, over the last couple of weeks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.